Amen, amen. Welcome to Chapel Community Worship. You can grab a seat. My name is Forrest Buckner. I'm one of the uh, campus pastors here. And it's great to be together and worship today. Balcony, I see you back there. Well done, Balcony. We love our balcony back there. Yeah. Hey, it's, uh, i got a couple quick things for us as a community to know about. First of all, you all get, get, get in the wind on this one. That feel free to bring your backpacks in, put them under your seats, uh, so we can kind of keep, not overwhelm the hall, the walkway there. Uh, second thing is, maybe you didn't know this, but we actually, on the chapel website, there are, if you go to chapel website, on, on the Whitworth website, there's a little click on the side for podcasts. If you miss a sermon or you want to listen to it again because they're so good, you want to uh, just go check it out there. There's a SoundCloud site with, with all the, the sermons from, from actually last, you know, a few years. But um, after, after today, here in Steffi, bring, bring God's word, you're going to want to say, tell all your friends to go listen to her sermon. So uh, check that out if you're interested. And lastly, maybe some of you have noticed, if you're new, if you're a first-year student, that on Thursdays, our tradition is, is to serve each other. This is a community here. We see this as community worship. And one of the ways we do that is we actually have our community members serve communion to each other as an expression of who we are as the children of God and the body of Christ. If, you would be, if you'd like to be a communion server, there's a sign-up sheet on the back credenza there, back next to the balcony. And you can put your name down. We're always, there's always a sheet out there for the next week. So there's one right now, some spots for Thursday. But throughout the semester and throughout the year, we're delighted to have you sign up and serve your community as we uh, partake of that amazing gift of Jesus' body and blood together. So that's uh, a couple things for us. And let's we'd ask you to join me in prayer this morning. As we, as we pray, we want to uh, think about this, that verse in, in Galatians 2, or 6, 2, where it says, Carry each other's burdens, and in so doing, you fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens, and in so doing, you fulfill the law of Christ. We're going to do that this morning together. And I want you to think of someone in this community who is carrying a burden right now. And we're going to bring them to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you made us in your image. And you made us to be in relationship and community. You made us to love and be loved. And in this Whitworth community, in this worshiping community, in this broader Whitworth campus community, we pray for someone in need. We carry their burden to you right now, God. We cry out for them in love and in hope and in trust. We quietly pray for them. God, thank you that you are a God of hope, a God who works the impossible. You are a living God, and we, we trust and believe that you can and will meet those we have lifted up to you, lift their burdens, and draw them to you, and lead us as your people in the ways that we would step forward and love and care in your name. We pray for those in our Spokane community around us here we're worth. We pray for those who are burdened today with sickness, disease, poverty, sorrow, loneliness. We pray for your hope. We pray that Whitworth would be a light in Spokane and in America and to the whole world as we walk in your light. Lead us forward as your children, as your people. We would love you and love others by the power of your spirit. And lead us now as we look to your word together as a community. Transform us and make us more like you. 
In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. I said good morning. Good morning. I'm old school. I like to hear a response. Um, I want you to kind of go on a journey with me. I want to entertain you a little bit. So, Aiden, go ahead and hit it right quick. Mm -hmm. Recording was stopped at this point while a multimedia presentation was delivered. We will now rejoin the event in progress. God has a sense of humor with me when I go before the Lord and I pray and I ask, what is it that he wants me to bring to the body of Christ? And when I was praying, he kind of whispered and said, Steffi, they're not really three little pigs. They're four little pigs. I'm like, what? So we're going to find out what that fourth little pig is. We're going to come from the passage. On last week, Forrest preached from Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 17, 17 through 48. And truly, it was a blessing. But this week, I want to share with you in regards to redefining faithfulness. Faithfulness, the authenticity, the believability, the bottom line, the truth. So let's look at the passage of Scripture, Matthew 7, verses 21 through 28. And it reads thus far. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven... On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your names and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. That's the fourth little pig. Built the house on sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house, and it fell, and great, and great, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. I want you to refer to the verses 24 through 27 and simply ask yourself, what is your house built on? Psalms 127 and 1 says, unless the Lord, unless the Lord builds the house, he that labor, labors in vain. Can I get an amen? amen? As I was praying, like I said, the Lord said there were four little pigs, but I know we're not pigs, okay? I know that you are highly educated, bright, brilliant students of Whitworth University. But I want you to understand I'm not talking about a physical house. I'm talking about this house, this earthen vessel. How is your house built? You see, when I gave my life to Christ, he became my chief architect. Amen? I like amens. And any architect who knows what a solid foundation, it is essential to any building once the foundation is laid. There are supports that are putting up and permitting the rest of the structure to be built. Anyone who builds a house wants to have a great architect, one who can read the blueprints, one who knows exactly how your house can be built. Jesus is my chief architect of this house. 
And I've allowed him to build it and build it the way he wants to according to his blueprints because I want a solid foundation. Huh? Come on here. Anyone who feels that they want to build their house any kind of way, let me tell you. When you look in chapter 7, Jesus presents two options, two, say two, to his listeners. They are now responsible for what they have heard, and they must make a choice. They could build on one of two foundations. One foundation was likened to a big rock, and the other is sand. When I showed the video of the pigs, like I said, three options, straw, sticks, and brick, and, of course, the sand pig. <laughs> there will come a time that this foundation will face verses 24 and 25. Everyone who then hears these words of mine and does them will be a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. There are some wise people who want to listen to the chief architect. And in this passage, the people who listened, meaning they heeded to God's word because they were now responsible for what they had heard, and they decided to make a choice. Will you make a choice? They could build on a rock or they could build on sand. I call it self-sand, self-centeredness. Have you made a choice to heed to God's word? You see, your foundation determines the ability of your structure to withstand the elements here. They're talking about the rain and the wind. And when the rains of life, the storms of life come in like a flood, like two weeks ago, I got a phone call. My sister had a stroke. <laughs> two weeks before then, I lost a friend to leukemia. Didn't even know she had it. Went to the doctor Wednesday, was dead on Friday. Went and heard about a young lady that I had raised up in, in Sunday school, 25 years old, pregnant, having her third child, died in childbirth, her and the baby. When the winds and the floods can, will you be able to stand? Huh, huh, huh. When your sails feel like they're tearing apart and your foundation is shaking, are you standing on the rock? The true foundation. That foundation has a name, and his name is Jesus. How uh, you see the Pharisees were these self-righteous, stinking thinking mentality on which they were basing their hopes on because it was all about therefore and no more. You see, when we stand on straw. Self-centeredness. When we stand on sticks, it's all about me. When we stand on sand that can be quick and you can sink, it is instability. It causes destruction in your life. But when we listen to the chief architect, the master builder, when we give our lives to Christ, hearing and heeding to his words, we become wise and not foolish. There are some people who want to take the cut rate blueprint way. I'll build my house the way I want to. I'll do it my way. I don't have to listen to the chief architect. I will build my house on straw, which has no solid foundation. I will build my house of sticks, which has no solid foundation. I will build my house on sand. I'll do whatever I want to do, but it has no solid foundation. But when the rain comes and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon that house, the big bad wolf shows up. Ha, I'm talking about the wolf of sin. <laughs> Come on. I'm talking about it will hollow your foundation. It will cut it at the quick. It will make your house lean. Have you ever seen a house that's leaning and you know good and well, oh, that house was not built on a solid foundation. 
Ah, but anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And when the rain comes and the floods come and the winds blow and beat up against the house, it fell and the fall was great. But when we listen, when we heed, when we obey God's word, we are wise, we are practical because why? We know him and we get to know him by being in relationship with him. When your house is built upon faith, you will have the confidence to stand. You will rely on that rock. You will believe in this word even when you can't see it. Your faith is the substance, the material, the ingredients, the essence of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, I've come to the realization I'm not moved by what I see. When they told me my sister had a stroke and I talked to her on the phone, I knew she had had a stroke. I'm not moved by what I heard. I'm moved by what I believe. I was standing on the rock of my faith. I was not going to be moved and shaken. Things will happen in your life, young people. Divorce, death. Broken relationships, depression. Something will happen in your life that will make your foundation shake to the very core. But will you stand on the word of God? When I'm faced with the rain that seems to be coming down like buckets. When I feel overwhelmed. When I look at what my children and my grandchildren go through. When I've lost loved ones and friends. And I don't understand when the sails of life seem to tear me apart. When the storms come raging, I'm reminded of the song my mama used to sing. My hope, my confidence, my faith, my courage, my hopefulness, my hope is built on nothing less. Come on, praise team. Then Jesus Christ's righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock. It's heavy. You can put it back down. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Young people, life will deal you some bad cards. Life will happen to you. You're not exempt. See, on this side, we think that, hey, I'm saved now. I got Jesus. Oh, that's when the trials and the tribulations begin. This is a little rocky, but I'm still standing. My sister is not doing so well, but I'm still standing. On Christ, the solid rock I'll stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. God bless you this morning. Receive the benediction. May you continue to stand on the rock in the midst of the rain, the floods, and the winds that come in your life. May you have the desire and ability to see the rock, hear the rock, talk to the rock, and give thanks to the rock. And that rock is Jesus. 
And as you do, I pray that you will draw nearer and nearer to Jesus and that your faith will multiply exponentially as you understand in new and deeper ways that Jesus, the rock, is everything you hoped for and would be and so much more. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go with God. Amen.